You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. You're listening to MLB.com Extras, brought to you by MLB.tv. It's baseball everywhere. On this Monday, May 2nd, we're talking Brewers baseball with Brewers reporter Adam McKelvey. Adam, thank you so much for the time. And Adam, to say the least, the past week, uh, not a fun one for the crew. They had lost seven of their uh, previous eight games heading into Sunday before the bats exploded. The end result, a 14-5 win over a red-hot Marlins team uh, at Miller Park. And Adam, just the third time all season that Milwaukee had won a game by four or more runs. So how much of a sense of relief did you kind of feel in that clubhouse after this team could finally just sit back and enjoy a laugher, which has just been so few and far between this year. Well, you know, actually that game wasn't, it got a little tense in the middle of that game because Willie Peralta had an 11, one lead that suddenly became 11, five. And the way things have gone for this Brewers team pitching wise, you wondered whether this might get away from them. So it was, uh, you know, it was a different game in that they were able to take a few de- uh, a few breaths, but it wasn't. It, it just the the way things have gone for this team. It it wasn't your typical blowout game. Um, it, it's really weird though. This is such a strange game. They came within two outs of getting no hit on Friday night, and then they go out and score 14 runs on 18 hits. It had been, I believe, since 2012 that they got 18 hits in the game. Uh, just two days later. So it's a very, very weird game. It shows you how quickly it can turn. And it was kind of a welcome, obviously, a welcome offensive breakout for that team. Yeah, it certainly was. Uh, Chris Carter had the two-homer game, and I believe you had some uh, ridiculous stat that of his last, I think, 16 hits, 12 have been for extra bases or something like that. Um, well, it's it's 17. As we, as we speak, it's 17 of his 22 hits this season for extra bases. Okay. And it's such easy power. It's you know, it's not out there hacking. It's really these easy swings. He's just such a big, strong dude that he generates a lot of power when he connects with the baseball. And what he's been doing this year is making good contact. That that's been his bugaboo throughout his career. Um, when he makes contact, he's going to be a very good player. Absolutely, and he showed uh, signs of that uh, yesterday during the fourteen to five win and. Adam, you brought up, you know, just how strange of a weekend it was for this team. 14 runs yesterday, and then Friday night, they're two outs away from getting no hits. Uh, Adam Conley began that game for the Marlins. Jose Arrania comes in to try to slam the door because uh, Conley's pitch count was sky high. But, you know, let, let's kind of go back to that game. It, it was 6 nothing, one out in the ninth. The Brewers don't have a single hit. Jonathan Lucroy, Bloops went in the right. No hitter is done. Then you blink, it's 6-3. The winning run is at the plate. I believe it was uh, Jonathan VR now facing uh, the Marlins' closer, A.J. Ramos, who thought he had the day off, and that was not the case. So let's yeah. say <laughs> let's say that VR hits a walk-off grand slam. Would that have been the slam-dunk greatest comeback in Brewers history, considering where they were? Boy, I'd have to go back and look through my list of Brewers' comebacks to see where that would have ranked. It would have certainly been up there. I mean, as it was, it's in the handful of greatest regular season games I've ever seen because there was the drama uh, for uh, the Marlins of playing on the West Coast the night before, 
Losing D. Gordon in a stunning suspense. I mean, we shouldn't be stunned anymore that it's not the big sluggers are the only ones taking PEDs. Um, but still stunning to see D. Gordon get suspended. Then they get to Milwaukee at dawn, and this guy almost throws a no-hitter. I mean, that in itself made that an incredibly memorable regular season game to witness. And then on top of it, the Brewers making this comeback, doing most of this damage with two outs in the ninth inning after nearly being no-hit. Um, it would have been an absolutely incredible game. I, I think if I had to pick the best regular season baseball game I've ever seen, uh, it, it was in two I think it was in 2011, the game where Prince Fielder hit a walk-off home run, and they, the Brewers did that. Some people call it the bowling ball celebration where he got the home plate and threw up his arms, and they I all felt like bowling pins. <laughs> that game had a triple play turned by the Brewers, it ha and it was about the fourth best defensive play of the game. Uh, it's one that really stands out to me. And, and, you know, by the way, Friday night, the Brewers turned a triple play. That's right. Well, they were getting no hits. So it, it just it had really some uh, incredible elements. Uh, every now and then you see a real gem and you're reminded that this is definitely the best game on the face of the earth. No, no question there. No arguments there. And uh, fans that uh, went to all three games at Miller Park uh, got their money's worth. Uh, you know, like you said, they saw a triple play. They saw a near no-hitter. They saw almost an epic ninth-inning comeback in that same game. They saw 14 runs by the crew on Sunday, so a little bit of everything for everybody and a very wacky weekend series. Uh, Adam, though, the, the starting pitching is still not good. Uh, you, you went through the ugly numbers on the, on the websites about how they were by far and away uh, the worst pitching staff in baseball in the month of April. We talked about Willie Peralta last week, and it seemed like he was taking some baby steps after a very rough start to the season. He'd put together two solid, if not really spectacular starts in a row, but then yesterday, uh, the whole thing blows up, really got knocked around. Uh, career high, 13 hits given up, could not survive the sixth, and like you said, what was 11-1 quickly became 11-5. You know, we hear the term often wild in the strike zone because I don't believe he walked anybody or maybe walked only one. Is that, is that an accurate way to kind of label his outing yesterday? I, I don't know, man. I, I, I cannot figure out the issue with Willie Peralta. Obviously, the Brewers can't either because it's just it's one step forward, two steps back for him. Um, he, has, he has the stuff to get through major league lineups. It's just not producing results. Uh, and I don't think that there is an answer for it besides you continue to pitch him and you hope he can find a rhythm. And there are glimpses of it now in these games, which maybe wasn't there earlier, but there are innings where he'll carve through a couple clean innings and he get a bunch of ground balls. That's when you know that uh, the sinker is going. That's his big pitch. And that's when you know Willie Peralta is feeling it a little bit. But it's just not – he's not able to sustain it for whatever reason. And it's one of the reasons that the Brewers are coming off the worst opening month of pitching in their franchise history. Uh, their numbers are – kind of ridiculous uh, when you start looking at uh, an OPS uh, for opponents that's over 900, by far uh, the worst in baseball. Um, it's, uh, uh, it's not good. And, and one of the numbers that stands out in addition to the damage that opponents are doing is uh, it's about five innings per start. Uh, this is not a sustainable pace if they want to have relievers that are able to lift their throwing arms uh, by mid-July. Uh, everybody knows it's got to get better. The, the players themselves talk about it. Uh, it is not only Willie Peralta. There's really a list of guys. Anybody not named Jimmy Nelson is struggling 
out of the starting rotation right now. And uh, we asked Craig Council, uh, uh, you know, again, he's, the poor guy has been just buried with these same questions every day. Uh, are there more changes to be made? They sent Taylor Youngman down. Uh, you know, will they make some other uh, adjustments? And he basically said with these other guys, because of their track records in this game, and the fact that they don't have pitchers growing on trees in the organization, they sort of have to stay the course, to borrow his, his phrase, with some of these other pitchers. So these guys are going to get an opportunity to right their own ship a little bit. And, um, boy, the year, you know, we, we knew this was going to be a difficult season for the team, but I don't think I had them or many others had them as the worst pitching in franchise history. And that's unfortunately the reality of where they're at as we speak. Yeah. Like you said, a, a very a historically bad month of April for this entire pitching staff, the starters uh, in particular, and another odd stat to come out of this weekend that you noted on brewers.com first time since 1994 that they won a game without recording a single K. Uh, just a very, just a, a wacky, weird weekend at Miller Park for this team. You know, a win's a win, but to get 27 outs and not one via strikeout, uh, very strange indeed. Uh, Adam, in the time we have left, uh, you talked about the pitching news this week. Taylor Youngman, uh, one time so promising, and then the wheels have really come off his last, you know, dozen or so starts going back to last year. He's been sent back to AAA and taking his place. I think this was a bit of a surprise. 31-year-old minor leaguer, Junior Guerra, he's going to take Youngman's spot in that rotation start on Tuesday against the Angels. How much of a surprise was it to see Guerra as opposed to some of these other uh, younger, much younger, heralded arms in this Brewers system? Yeah, you know, I don't know, Matt, that it was. Craig Council would make the argument that this wasn't a surprise, that this was an easy call. You know, their top prospect, and he's a AAA, is Jorge Lopez. He it was very encouraging last September but he has been hit very hard so far this year. And it's not only been a product of pitching at Colorado Springs in the altitude, he's been hit hard everywhere. It's just, he wasn't in a position where they could call him out. He's just not pitching good enough. If you want to look at their, their next pitching prospect, it's Josh Hader, the left-hander who is pitching ridiculously well at double a Biloxi, but is also getting these sky high pitch counts because he's striking everybody out. So he's gone four five, six innings, in all of his outings, and he doesn't have experience above the double-A level. So it's just too early for him to be called up at this time. Where this franchise is at, they don't feel like it makes sense to push a guy, get that service clock going now. Um, They think there's more value in let him have a double-A season, let him probably get some triple-A experience, and then bring him up when he's done those things. So, look, Junior Guerra was the guy who's just throwing the ball best, and the numbers aren't great but that's because they play at a place that's a horrible spot to pitch. Um, but he's got a really good split-finger pitch that he uses a, a, to get strikeouts. Uh, he's uh, got a fascinating backstory, a guy who, who had a PED suspension in 2008, was out of uh, affiliated baseball until 2015 when he made it up to the big leagues with the White Sox for three relief appearances. Now here he is as a starting pitcher for the Brewers, and the hope is, that he can just give him a little stability, just give him six good innings. I mean, that would be a huge victory for this Brewers team right now because, as we've said, nobody besides Jimmy Nelson has really been able to do that with any consistency. So they're they're not looking for this guy to throw a no-hitter. They're not looking for him to go at him Conley on, on everybody. But just 
just give you a, a quality start, and that would be a, a big-time contribution to this staff. Totally agreed. I think the number of quality starts for this team uh, through April, you can you can count on one hand. It's been that kind of a month uh, for the Brewers, and hopefully May uh, brings much better fortunes as uh, Ron Renneke returns to Miller Park beginning uh, tomorrow night with the Angels in town for an interleague series. Uh, we'll see uh, how that transpires as we get together again at this time next week. Uh, Adam McAlvey, thank you so much for the time. That is Brewers reporter Adam McAlvey joining us once again. In the meantime, Matt Waymeyer signing off for MLB.com Extras, Milwaukee Brewers. MLB.tv Premium, the number one live streaming sports service, is celebrating 13 years. Watch every out-of-market regular season game live or on demand in true HD. Real-time highlights, live look-ins, pitch tracking widget, and more. MLB.tv Premium includes a free At-Bat 15 subscription. Watch live baseball on over 400 mobile and connected devices. Watch at home, in the office, or on the go. Every night, on every device. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Visit MLB.tv for details.